if you compare Mac Mini to the top-selling PC desktop in its price range, the Mini is just one-tenth the size. And yet, it's up to five times faster. I'm Renee Ritchie, and I'm reacting live to the Apple Silicon event. Up next, talk about your swerves. Sponsored by CuriosityStream with Nebula. So the rumors were laptops. I don't, they were, you know, people wanted the Mini, didn't hear too many rumors about it, but there is a new Mac Mini, which makes sense because the developer test kit that Apple provided was based on a Mac Mini with that A12Z processor from the iPad Pro. Uh, but this is going all in now with the M1. So similar performance to the, probably the, you know, the, a, the A14 we already know, also to that MacBook Air. And we have Julie Brahms, who's senior manager of hardware engineering. She's going to tell us about it. So similar, similar power profile, but just in the desktop and without an attached monitor. Originally, the Mac Mini was designed for people who were switching from Windows. It was bring your own uh, display, keyboard, and mouse. And it was meant for students, developers, hobbyists, home theater, all those sorts of things that you just wanted a low-cost, entry-level Mac to do. And now they're saying that this one is three times faster than the previous one, which is a hard compare because they haven't been updating. I don't think they've updated the actual CPU since 2018, so it's not current generation Intel to M1. But it'll drive a Pro Display XDR, you know, because of course it will. Six times better graphics, but again, though, we're talking about a machine that hasn't been updated in a while. But Apple is demonstrating everything from Unity, the game developer environment, to the actual games that are developed for it. But again, no redesign. This looks like the classic current Mac Mini chassis. It's not like they pushed everything down into an Apple TV-sized puck. So you are getting all of the performance of M1, but you're getting it in the same sort of package as the previous Intel chips. And because it has the Apple Neural Engine, it'll be well-suited for all of the apps that already plug into that on things like the iPad and the iPhone. For example, things like Pixelmator that does neural filtering and image enhancing, all of that sort of thing. And because this is the first time the Mac Mini's had a fan in it, they say that it just it sustains and it's quiet. And you've got Ethernet, Thunderbolt, USB 4, which is good, HDMI 2.0, because yeah, Intel does license Thunderbolt now, but USB 4 supersets Thunderbolt anyway, so you have Thunderbolt 3 inside it uh, regardless. Wi-Fi 6, finally, Wi-Fi 6 comes to the Mac, and I thought Apple was waiting on Apple Silicon because of some of the issues around Wi-Fi 6. And the price has gone down by 100 bucks. It's now 6.99. It's not at that, you know, 5.99 price point that I think a lot of us were hoping that it would hit. But I'm also guessing that Apple wants to pay down all this work on silicon development up front and then start ramping up features, keeping prices relatively the same. I expect over a couple generations though, similar to like what's happened with the iPad, we'll see previous versions of the M chips available in lower price, more entry-level products, the way the iPad 8 now is just $329 compared to the iPad Air and compared to the much more expensive iPad Pro. So the interesting thing here is now we're back with John Turnus and he's talking about the power of general purpose computing, which I've actually been worrying about, maybe not worrying about, but interested in because we know through iPhone and iPad that Apple can do specific compute. They can do appliance computing faster than pretty much anything else on the planet. But general purpose computing hits those sorts of things that are outside the predictable workflows. And, you know, things that are more pro and are more hobbyist. Um, and probably those people want to also be able to do a lot of things on their device that are outside 
of Apple's model for mainstream computing, you know, including turning off all the security stuff and just running what they want on their computer when they want. So I still waiting to hear. So I'm sure we will hear about this. You know, Apple has talked about this at WWDC, but I want to hear more on it. So quick reaction on the Mac Mini. I think this is great too. I don't think expectations on a Mac Mini are high. It has been better, you know, traditionally than it has used real Intel processors and not the Y series processors, but it's it's been it's been seen as the lowest end of Apple's desktop. So I think that also is going to be super exciting. You don't have to worry about battery life, of course, because it's plugged in all the time, but just we want better from that. We want better video, we want better performance, we want better everything, and the M1 should deliver on that. And yeah. It ain't over, folks. I've got a ton more videos coming your way. And for even more content, check out CuriosityStream, now with Nebula. Nebula is a streaming video service I started with my education creator friends like Legal Eagle, Thomas Frank, Vanessa Hill, Sof's Notes, Polymatter, and many, many more. It's a place where none of us have to worry about demonetization or the tyranny of click-through rates or watch time or the algorithm or ads. And you can find all of my videos there completely ad-free, including Apple Talk, the new podcast I'm hosting with Georgia Dow, where technology meets psychology. And we talk about how all of these companies are affecting our culture and our lives. And every episode, every episode has a bonus topic available exclusively on Nebula. So what does it all have to do with CuriosityStream? Well, they're the go-to source for the best documentaries on the internet, and they love educational content and creators. And we worked out this deal where if you sign up for CuriosityStream with the link in the description, not only do you get CuriosityStream, but you also get a Nebula subscription for free. And for a limited time, CuriosityStream is offering 26% all of their annual plans. And yeah, 26% is just the best deal you'll find anywhere. So click the link in the description or go to crossfreestream.com slash Renee Ritchie. It's a great way to support this channel and educational content directly for just $14.79 per year. Just go to the link in the description or go to crossfreestream.com slash Renee Ritchie. And clicking on that link really helps out this channel. For a ton more on everything Apple is announcing today, check out the playlist above. I'm going to go through every spec, every feature, every pro, and every con, and more. Just click the link in the playlist and see you next video.